This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Score North and scorenorth.com. Straight cash, homie. And away we go. We like that. You like that? I just said that we liked it. You like that? Yes, we like write that down Wednesday. Well, sometimes we like it. Sometimes we don't. Just kind of depends. We don't do so well with these predictions, as people have pointed out correctly. I enjoy it every week. Seeing when I'm right, more often when I'm wrong. <laughs> Because it holds me accountable. And then when people ask, when are you going to admit that you're wrong? I can say, well, every Wednesday, and I do it twice. Yeah. So it sort of gets me off the hook because then it diffuses them. They're like, oh, oh, you do admit you're wrong. It's interesting because we all have like kind of different strategies. Like I like to put things out short term so I have I can like have the memory of, all right, did this did this happen in the last week? Like I would say more than 50% of my predictions are never pushed out more than like 7 to 10 days. But I would Judd say more like, than that. I think you only have like seven predictions that are even like on the board. <laughs> on the board right now, exactly. Mm-hmm. And Judd, Judd will like in 2024, the next mm-hmm. defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals will be so and so. And I'm like, I don't want to forget that I said that in so 2073. Yeah, <laughs> when uh, you see three generations later. Yeah, it's far. It's far more entertaining though to have a prediction, especially if it's correct. Come back that you forgot, and then it gets you points. <laughs> We still have a bunch of those, mostly on the OG version on the Mackie and Judd podcast. Yeah. There's still a bunch. We finally had to go back and put end dates and say, okay, enough. Once we get to the end of like 2024, mm-hmm. the, in fact, here, I'm just going to pull up. I think Judd has the most that go way back. He's got to have the most. Uh, we finally put an end date on one from 2015. We put an end date of end of 2024 and said, enough is enough. Arizona State will join the Big Ten Hockey Conference. Well, which Hasn't I thought would yet. happen, which I actually thought was going to happen fairly quickly back at the time. Their football so team almost joined the Big Ten it. Conference, yeah. I feel like. But. Yeah, I thought they were a shoo-in for the Big Ten. So this is the only show in America where we have two different versions of it, the Purple Daily football version and then the uh, the wide-open sort of original version on our other daily podcast, Mackie and Judd. The only shows in America that actually are dumb enough to put statistics next to our predictions here. Purple Daily presented by Quick Trip. Here's how it works. Three Vikings or football-related predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of completion percentage and touchdowns. And listeners, if you want to participate, you can send us a message through the Score North app. Send it to Declan, and we'll get you scheduled for some time in the near future. We have a special guest we're going to get to making predictions here in just a few minutes. Uh, A shout-out to our friends over at Quick Trip, Judd, because they have jumped on board right at the exact perfect time as the Purple go on a magical run. Or not. It's been a great couple weeks, though, for the <laughs> well, well, but see. let's say it does. Let's say it does occur. And let's say that you are thinking to yourself, how can Quick Trip 
help me win tickets to the Vikings Packers game at the Metro or at the Metrodome. Man, wow. am I getting old? At US Bank Stadium. <laughs> at Metropolitan at Stadium Metropolitan, in Bloomington. At, 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 at a rare game being played at Memorial Stadium where the Gophers play. No, at U.S. At Bank Ebbets Stadium. Yeah. Man, that'd be awesome. Anyway, the way that you can do that is through Quick Trips, uh, Gatorade Border Battle Sweepstakes. Purchase any Gatorade product with quick rewards to be automatically entered. Chance to win two group cabin suite tickets to the New Year's Eve game between the Vikings and the Packers. The prize pack's going to include a one-night standard hotel accommodations and a Quick Trip uh, gift card. No purchase necessary. Go to quicktrip.com slash sweepstakes for full details. Again, Quick Trip, your one-stop shopping. If you want lunch, if you want dinner, anything that you might want, guess what? Quick Trip basically is going to have it, including your chance to win tickets to that Vikings-Packers game um, at U.S. Bank stadium no i I don't want to say the wrong stadium out of town i'm super pumped about that vikings Bengals game in a couple months at crosley field in ohio oh great name drop dude that's a great name drop my mom used to go there she grew up in cincinnati to crosley field she used to go to crosley field and sit in the bleachers for the red legs games they shut crosley field down for that i think it wound up being synergy field it was like one of the big yeah riverfront stadium when it opened yes yeah it was uh just like just flat turf, like AstroTurf that baked to 150 degrees in the oh. summertime. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, uh, you have come here for daily Vikings entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Let's get into our predictions here. Some accountability, I should say, before we get to the predictions, starting with Judd. All right. You said TJ Hawkinson would catch a touchdown pass against Darn. the 49ers. He caught 11 passes. <laughs> None of them went for tuds. Unfortunately, that's, that's too that's too bad there because game. um I I was on the right game. Mm-hmm. I just called the wrong thing. Been there. Yeah, oh, well. we've all we've all been there. Yes, we have. Game. No crying over. You said ball. Marcus Davenport will have no fewer than five sacks after eight games. Well, he's on IR through the yeah. eighth game, and he does not have five sacks. I actually that might have been a decent call if he could stay healthy, which he can't. Oh, but it's wrong. Okay, a lot of uh, a lot of red here for me. I said the Vikings. Let's just say I didn't have faith in the Vikings last week, and I said they would trail by at least twenty eight points at some point in that game against the Forty ers Although, if I phrased it this way, technically maybe uh, it, if I phrased it this way, the Vikings will trail by at least twenty eight points at some point against the Forty ers I didn't say which game against the Forty ers Maybe say, they meet again to put an end date on it. <laughs> Do you care to put an end? You, you didn't even say a season. At some point in a game, in any game against the 49ers. 2029. Let's go through 2029, okay? Sound fair? I said the Vikings will go exactly 1-3 over the next four games. They're already 2-0 and in those games. Haters. At uh, some point in the next four games, the Vikings' starting offensive line will be exactly this. Darisaw left to right. Darisaw, Reisner, Bradbury, Cleveland oh, and Brian oh, O'Neill. Yeah, you know what? That, oh. yeah, it's, the beats. Yeah. Damn it. Those are the beats. I said in Reisner's first start with the Vikings, he'll allow two or fewer pressures. He was good, but he did allow four pressures. They were kind of mild pressures. <laughs> it was like we're, we're, we're seeing like a pressure isn't always a pressure, like in the same sense, right? The, the game against the Niners, the Vikings gave up like 10 or 12 pressures. But it was it was it was it wasn't like the, you know, 
Kirk Cousins curling into the fetal position pressure. Right. But either right. way. Are, are pressures like from PFF versus, let's say, like pro football reference? I don't even know if they track pressures. I think they do. So are they, are they calculated differently? PFF tracks individual pressures for each player. Got pro it. football reference, as far as I can see, only tracks team pressure rate. Ah. That's right. Team football. pressure rate. Important. Very important. Uh, I did say that Cam Akers would set a Vikings career high in carries with at least six. He did get to 10 carries. So sanity prevailed. All right. Listeners had a really nice week here. All three of Daniel's predictions came off the board. We'll start with the two wrong ones. He said the Vikings will score one rushing touchdown against the 49ers. They still do not have a rushing touchdown. It's amazing. They even tried a tush push from like the two yard line. Yep. which did not go well. And Pittsburgh got one, so the Vikings are now the lone team not to have a rushing touchdown. Gosh. Didn't need one against the Niners, though. Mm-mm. Daniel said Kirk Cousins would have at least a fumble and a pick against the Niners. He did have a pick, but did not fumble. Daniel said the Vikings would kick at least three field goals against the 49ers. That's good. I think if you would have said four field goals, we probably would have given him a touchdown. Three's, a, three's fairly standard. It's not that far from but how about this one from Michael? This is from like a month, month and a half, like a month ago. Michael said the Vikings oh, wow. would beat the 49ers. They would cover the spread. And Kirk Cousins would throw two or wow. more touchdowns in that game. Wait, that oh, is a touchdown three Adam parlay right there. That's how you do it. That's impressive right there. And then a really nice week for Dex tweets here. We'll start with the bad. You said the Vikings would not turn the ball over in the first half. They turned the ball over literally right away. Again. Again. And then they made up for it. You said they'd cover the seven. They did, and and then some, because they won the game. You said DJ Wanham would get a sack or a TFL. He got a TFL. And you made Judd take his headphones off like three weeks ago. And you said Judd would recycle a hot take during the hottest Vikings take segment at some point this year. And the example you gave was like the Vikings move, will move on from Kirk Cousins, which Judd had one that said this game is the reason why the Vikings move on from Kirk Cousins. I'm going to make a ruling here and say that, it, that this is correct based on a modification of a recycled take. Because you said that, Kirk, that that game sealed it against the 49ers, that Kirk Cousins will signed with the San Francisco 49ers mm-hmm. in March of 2024, mm-hmm. which technically is a recycle of he will move on from the Vikings. Okay. A listener sent it in and said, I think this is correct based on, when you based said on semantics here. My, my radar popped up, and then I meant mm-hmm. to bring it up to Phil, and then a couple listeners have come forward and said, I think Dex gets the credit here. I consulted with Phil. And, of course, we can't really, like, bring this up to you unless it's a hit because then you're Because then you're going to be on alert aware. for it, yeah. So, right, right. So, yes, okay. I, I, yeah. it, it, uh, it's a nice completion. Nice completion. Okay, I can see it. So no three correct that. for Declan here. Uh, 37.8% for Declan on the season. Completion percentage, a little breathing room from Judd at 34.5. I'm at 33.3. Listeners at 22.5. Judd with the touchdown lead, nine touchdowns to Declan's eight. I'm at seven listeners with three touchdowns moving on up a little bit career stats over the past three seasons, Declan 35.8% Judd 34.8%. I'm at 32 and a half percent listeners, 23%. 
I have the touchdown lead with 40 over Declan's 31, listeners 30, and Judd with 27 touchdowns. Career. All right, let's get to our guest listener predictor here. His name is Cody, but most importantly, his name is Cody Finch, our friend from Finch Home Solutions, which we'll tell you much more about later on in the show here. But you're a huge Vikings fan, right, Cody? You bet, fellas. How are we doing? We're doing really well. Give us, give our audience and us your background. Like, when is the first conscious Vikings memory for you? Do you remember, like, watching your first Vikings game? The first Vikings game was when Randy Moss was a rookie. Um, that was big time. You know, I think it was sixth grade at the time when he came into the league and just started tearing it up. So that was when you get to watch offense like that at a young age, that, that'll, <laughs> that'll bring you into the game. So. It also kind of ruins it for you because you just assume now at age 12 that every season is going to be like that. <laughs> yeah. Get, so, get, are you back on board? That's oh, the yeah. question. Yeah, okay. We were, we were I figured. On, on, on Monday night, so it was heck of an environment. Got to love where they're going. Yeah, I mean, three and four now. This, you know, pe- People have kind of made fun of us like, oh, you guys are flip-floppers. How can you not be after what happened on Monday night? If you were kind of – Looking at this thing sideways, God, if they lose to the Niners, they're two and five, and then to beat the Niners, but you got to follow it up with a win against the Packers here, ideally, to keep the momentum going. So, so we'll see. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Well, Cody, you know how this works. So we're going to start with you. You'll make your first prediction. We'll go around the room three different times. Uh, predictions must be football-related or show-related. Those are really the only parameters Write here. Write it down. You like writing things down. So we'll start with Cody from Finch Home Solutions. I'm thinking we're going to keep it rolling when we visit Green Bay. Kirk's going to come out and have a, another great game in Lambeau. Typically does play well there. Um, I think Kirk's going to have 300-plus yards and three touchdowns against Green Bay. Ooh. Ooh. Slinging nice, it around the lot. That's a nice touchdown. If that hits, that's a, that's Finally a heck of a day for a quick kick and field goals. <laughs> yeah, punch, punch a few more in there in, in that red zone. And the Daniel Carlson game, man. The Daniel Carlson game. Daniel Carlson would probably still be kicking for this team if I hadn't been for that fateful day at Lambeau Field. Write this down. <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably true. All right, um, I am going to, uh, speaking of recycle takes, I'm going to recycle one from last week from the listeners that is eventually going to have to hit. And if I can get the points, I'm taking it. The Vikings will get a rushing touchdown on Sunday. (laughs) The Vikings will get a rushing touchdown on Sunday. Somebody's accidentally going to take the football. It might just be Kirk without the tush push and just fall into the end zone. We should, uh, we should maybe, we're going to do trenches with Boone later on today. And I've got a cut up already set, but I should add that tush push from the, yes. it's, it was from the two yard line. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I was kind of looking back at it and it was like, he took, he didn't really fully, he took the snap, but he was as anyone would be. He was a little hesitant. Cause I think he saw Fred Warner Superman diving over the line of scrimmage. And he was yeah. like, Oh God, this isn't going to go well. But I don't know, from the two-yard line, maybe the Eagles. Maybe the Eagles from the two-yard line. But I'm not sure if the Vikings should be running a tush-push from that distance. Okay. Write this down. Dex? All right, I'm going to take Judd's prediction and add to it. 
you guys tell me if this is enough for a touchdown. So the Vikings will have a rushing touchdown of at least 25 yards against that Green Bay. absolutely a touchdown. Okay. Cool. Yes. Yes, I had the same thing written down, but let's let's rip one off. Let's 25 one yards? Off. 25, okay. At least 25 yards. So yes. here's a crazy just like piece of context for you. Alexander Madison, who still I think remains like the starting running back. At, he, now, Akers carried more times than Madison, so there might be a, a change of the guard here. But Alexander Madison hasn't had a 20-yard run in a regular season or playoff game since 2021. He had a 19-yard carry to start the game on that pitch play left, mm-hmm. but but he hasn't had a 20-yard gain. So if it's Madison, you would be that would absolutely be a home. We'll run. just Probably take a, a touchdown. We'll we'll just take a touchdown. Two yards, ten yards, just run we into the end zone, trip and it. fall and crawl into the write end zone. Yes. Okay, write this down. Speaking of what I just said, Ty Chandler at the end of the season will have more 20-yard gains from scrimmage than Alexander Madison. Now, I don't think either one of them have one yet. I don't think Madison has a 20-yard rush. He doesn't have a 20-yard rush. I don't think he has a 20-yard reception. Now, Chandler had one that was called back because of the K.J. Osborne. He was, like, blocking illegally. It was pass interference on that trick play. That was like a 30-yard gain. And then Chandler had a 12-yard gain on another reception. But I think even though Chandler doesn't get nearly the touches, he will have more 20-yard gains from scrimmage by the end of the year than Alexander Madison. Okay. Okay. All right, back to Cody. Write this down. Cody Finch. All right, fellas. I think I am looking for a big game from TJ um, this weekend, Green Bay. I'm looking at 100-plus yards for TJ and a touchdown. Look at this. Dude, Cody's swinging right now. He's Final score, 53-10 to 10 over the Packers Co- with all these. Cody's seeing that the chemistry is back between Kirk and, and TJ. That's what he's seeing. Kirk and uh, KOC, too. Every, yeah. Everything's yeah. meshed. Looking good. That was dude. Us. That was one of that was one of the best. I think overall offensive. Now they could have run the ball probably a little bit better, like in the second half. But that felt like what we expected more often going into the year, right? Just absolutely throwing the ball, creative motions before the snap. Write or, this down, Judley. Speaking of uh, pushing predictions out, I'm going to do exactly that. I just got an idea during the course of this. Write that down. The tush push will be outlawed this off season. The league is going to outlaw the tush push because the league doesn't like it because there's only one team that's really good at it. It's easier to crack down on it, which, by the way, it used to be. So if I recall correctly, going back to college football, 2005, the the famous Bush push between Notre Dame and USC. Yep. It was God. illegal at the time. Yes. And they just got they got away with doing it. And I think the NFL had the same rule. Now, afterward, the National Football League at some point is like, oh, screw it. If you can push a guy, push a guy. And so I think they're going to go back, revisit it, and they're going to outlaw it. Do you think, I mean, so your prediction stands, but do you think they should outlaw it? No. Because it's like. But but they're going to say it's player safety. That's the that's their. Or maybe it's like you can only have one guy pushing you and not. Good luck, guys. Good luck legislating that, though, because in like once the tush push starts, it turns into a scrum, like a rugby scrum. Once it starts, yeah. It's once it starts, you can't put the toothpaste back. In yeah, the, you can't. Like, is that what, is that an tush. extra hand on that guy's butt? <laughs> if that's an extra hand on that guy, that's not legal. God, and like if you yeah. look at the way the Eagles do it, they will like 
intertwine their and you know how like this is going to get real football here for a second mm. but mm. you know how when offensive linemen line up even like in a normal short yard situation their splits are still like their splits are closer their splits meaning like their feet like the guard's feet compared to the to the tackle's feet like how much space is between the tackle and the guard the eagles are like intertwining so you'll see like the left tackle is in his stance and then the left guard has like his foot sort of crisscrossing so there's no room between them and then they're just cut blocking everyone else on the other side and taking out their legs it's it is genius and someone should figure out a way to stop it but they have sorry cody what were you saying about the tush push it's almost like a field goal lineup everybody just sinking in and going forward fred warner found a way to stop it he did he went (laughs) over he went over the top (laughs) troy palomalu thought he was gonna power bomb kirk there for a second uh, okay, are we back to Declan here, I think? Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's go with this one. Another running back one to a degree. Uh, write this down. Cam Akers will have more touches and targets than Alexander Madison against the Packers. So, I so think, they will I think, have officially made that transition, basically. Yes, yes. Um, I think Cam Akers is going to start to get more of these. He might have more receptions, but I, I believe in general the touches and targets for Cam Akers will be more than Alexander Madison against the Packers. Write it down. That feels like the right move, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think Madison needs to stop playing, but Cam Akers just it feels like he has a little bit more juice. Ty Chandler has more juice than both those guys, but you can't trust him. There's a reason why also C.J. Ham is out there on third down sometimes because they actually, I think it's all wonky because they trust C.J. Ham the most, I think, in pass protection. Yes. Because he's been in the system longer than yep. Cam Akers. They trust Cam Akers to catch passes more than they trust Alexander Madison and CJ Ham. They think Ty Chandler is the most explosive, but they can't put him back there in a in like a pass protection situation. So they've got the, these different skill sets that are spread across four different players. And it's it's tough. Just split the carries between those two, though. Between M- Madison and th- that's the thing is like we're so used to one back. Akers and Madison can both carry the load. Like that's the thing is it doesn't need to be one. What they en- ended up on, and, and I still think it's because uh, largely because of the hit that Madison took at the end of the first half. Because I mean that was a brutal hit. So I'm guessing he didn't play as much because of that. But yeah. like if they just go to a split committee, you're. I think that's absolutely fine. And yes, Akers definitely has a burst. Alexander Madison doesn't have. I think he's got two gears. I think he's got two gears, and he has an inability to put it into third gear, and that's why he doesn't get 20-yard runs. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. Write this down. All right, we're back to me here. Uh, Write this down. So last season, Kirk Cousins tied the NFL record with eight fourth-quarter comebacks. He has none so far this year. Mm -hmm. Through the first seven weeks, he has none. Not really like his fault necessarily. The games haven't played Come out. Come on, Mackie. Just, well, <laughs> just say it, Mackie. Just say it. Garbage. You hate, you He's hate garbage. Just, just say it. Cut his ass. Um, <laughs> here's my prediction: Kirk Cousins' first fourth quarter comeback of the season will happen in this game against the Packers. That's a touchdown. He's gonna get one. I don't know okay. what. I don't know if they're going to be down. Maybe it'll be like they're down by one or something. Do they I, need to. Are, are they going to need to come back against the Packers? I could well th- think about the scenario yeah, Cody, here. You just play Cody's this. like, I don't want that. But here's the thing: you just hear me out. You just play this emotional, the best game you've yeah. played probably under Kevin O'Connell. This huge season-saving emotional win against maybe the best team in the NFL. Short week going into Green Bay. Green Bay has been embarrassed for three straight weeks. 
They feel the pressure. There's a good chance that Green Bay comes out with their house in order a little bit, and the Vikings are just a little sluggish. So I could see the Vikings having to play a game of catch-up, and then old Kirky boy finds Jordan Addison, or I don't know, maybe he finds uh, maybe he finds Josh Oliver in the back of the end zone. Something like that. Just saying. I don't think they just or, roll like 31 to 10. That, or TJ. And, and Cody's prediction is paid off when Kirk throws his, what, third touchdown pass and his first of the day to <laughs> Hawkinson. And then Cody looks like a genius, and the rest of us have nothing but red. Cody, Cody, what is your third prediction, sir? I am buying into the culture movement that has happened here in the locker room. I think that it is huge. KOC brings a different energy to the locker room where guys feel involved. Um, you can hear it in the post-game interview with Reisner. Um, the Vikings will not lose a game until the Bengals game. So we will be nine and four. Wow, the Can you, if, if that happens, <laughs> what will the chatter be locally around the league? You know, KOC is getting some coach of the year honor men- honorable mention, maybe not on the list, but saying, Hey, you're right here at the verge. Nice turnaround. Great. What you're doing with the, with the people, you know, if you're on a team, like you can run a business and treat people the right way and get everybody to buy in that, Got to believe in that. Yeah. Well, bold predictions here from Cody. Just coming out swinging here on behalf of the listeners. Wow. Why don't you guys tell the audience? And first of all, Cody, thank you for your partnership with us, Score North and Purple Daily. It's been a blast talking about Finch Home Solutions here on a regular basis. So tell the audience about our favorite van here, Judge. Show the, the van. Finch, the Finch Mobile. First of all, show, show the van and do the horn because, my God, Cody's here. So do the horn. Here it is. <laughs> Oh, the sound effect. Okay, on Cody. This show. When when that van, when that illustrious van pulls up in front of people's homes, I've been talking about, you know, fast, courteous to they that you can do big or small projects, but elaborate on exactly what it means when Finch Home Solutions uh comes to fix the electrical issues in a person's house. Uh what you can believe in is that we're going to come give you an honest uh, assessment of your electrical system and give you options that'll help fit anybody's lifestyle. Um, we're there to help you at where you deserve to be helped at. Um, what has been fantastic with homeowners that we've met with Purple Daily customers, we get in, we talk a little football, and we talk about the safety of your home. Um, Purple Daily customers are absolutely loving the, the service that, that we've brought to their home, and uh, we're getting a you know, great relationship of being able to come in and talk football. So it, it, it's, it's a great connection. It's been, been great. You talk about uh, the safety of your home and the safeties on the Vikings, oh, roving the field, making tackles. That's awesome. And guess and guess what? They can write it down that they're going to be satisfied. How about that? When Finch Home Solutions, finchhomesolutions.com or 612-357-2604, 612-357-2604. Cody, I've been saying for a long time, there are very few people I allow in my house. But when your team came here, guess what? They knocked on the door. They came in. They did great work. And if Sports Dad trusts your team, you should too. Awesome, Appreciate man. that, fellas. Great stuff. Thanks, Cody, Cody Finch, thanks for coming on the show. Good luck with your predictions. And we'll talk again soon, man. All right. Thanks, Sheldon. All right. There later. he is. So, all right, Judd, back to you here for your third and final prediction. Write this down. Right. Here's an Im- immediate one as well. The Vikings will intercept Jordan Love at least twice on Sunday. Oh. The Vikings will pick off Jordan Love at least twice on Sunday. I just want you to know it's it's legal because it, we said this on different shows. 
but sometime in the off season, I was just going through here. I have yeah. the exact same prediction. Two? At, at oh, some wow. point, I said Jordan Love will throw at least two interceptions in his first game against the Vikings in 2023. So we're both tracking on the same wavelength here. Wow, but you did a long time ago. Well, I'm a visionary. Right I'm, du- I'm you know? dubious right now of Jordan Love. Far more than I was in the summer. Yeah, it's been kind of a, a struggle bus for him. Okay, what's Declan's third and final prediction? All right, so I saw a stat last week that Jordan Love against the Blitz, at least this uh, previous Sunday, was horrible. And obviously Brian Flores loves to blitz opposing quarterbacks. I think the Vikings right now, going into the 49ers game, and Phil, Phil you might have this in front of you, um, I think they are blitzing at a rate of like 57%. This Going into the game, it was 57%. Yeah, so I don't know yeah. how much it went up. I don't know how much they blitzed Purdy uh, on Monday night. But regardless, write this down. The Vikings will blitz Jordan Love on at least 70% of dropbacks. Okay. They're going to send so many people at him. So I'm going to quantify it at 70%. I think they blitzed Herbert at like 84 Now that backfired on them badly. Right. Uh, but that's Justin Herbert. This is Jordan Love. Uh, so I think Brian Flores will blitz jo- uh, Jordan Love on at least 70% of dropbacks. Get his ass, Brian. Get his ass. Okay, I'm not going to go quite as far as Cody. I mean, Cody has the Vikings going to 9-4. and four. Write this mm. down. I'm just going to say, because I'm also trying to get some completion percentage points here, the Vikings will surface back above 500 at some point this season. Okay. So they need they would either need to win their next two games, which are both road mm-hmm. games, which is kind of tough, or find some other path if they lose one of these road games to getting back over. So we need a uh, little more, little bit more work to do here. But Vikings are going to get back up over five hundred at some point this year. So you win the Packers game, which you should win now. Saints are next, right? At Falcons, home? Falcons on the road. Oh, Falcons on the road. Okay, yeah, good points. So that's a little tougher. And that's the thing. It's like you look at all these games, and I think they're going to be favorites. And so right now, it's like a pick'em game. This Packers game. So I th- oh, Green Bay. Yesterday it was a okay. pick'em. Okay. And then if the Vikings beat Green Bay, they're probably going to be like two, two and a half point favorites, maybe over the Falcons. So they're they're going to be favorites or pick'ems in several games here. But it doesn't mean it's likely they're going to win five or six in a row, right? There. That's the thing, and that's the trouble with starting off what one and four is. You don't get to slip up. Right. Oops, we lost at home to the Saints. No, you already used up your oops home losses. Right. So. Yeah, that, that was Tampa Bay. You, yeah. you slipped up there. No. So you, you got you to gotta keep rocking here. So, all right, those are the predictions. Write this down. Those are the accountability sessions. Write it down. You like writing things down. And now it's time for a quarterback cesspool challenge here, gentlemen. Mm. It is our weekly quest to identify and celebrate bad quarterback play in the National Football League Here's how it works. It's it's a lot like a survivor pool where each member of the show can only use a quarterback once per season. And I should clarify, we have to pick different quarterbacks. It's like a draft every week where we have to pick a different quarterback each week, too. And the scoring is very simple. We're looking for the lowest QBR of the week. If your quarterback doesn't play, so let's say you pick a quarterback and he's he's out or whatever, you just get a default QBR of 50, which is average on the 0 to 100 scale. Last week, Declan picked up his third consecutive victory with Joshua Dobbs in the pilot seat here. And Joshua Dobbs wasn't terrible. His QBR was 42.1, which is slightly below average. Right. 
I went with Tyson Badgent, the Division II backup quarterback that the Bears ran out there against the Vikings for a half. And he was actually pretty good in a win. Was it over the Raiders this last week? 70.3 QBR. And uh, Hater Judd picked Kirk Cousins to put up a dud against the 49ers. Uh, Instead, he delivered with an 80 QBR and one of his best games as a Viking. Just all things considered. I like that. Yes, you do. Uh, the worst quarterback in week, sorry, week seven. I always forget to change the week on here. I mean, my staff does. My staff. My yeah, yeah, we'll work on graphics that. Department we'll, uh, does. we'll talk to them. Yeah, we'll fire them some people. Jared Goff was the worst quarterback in the league in week seven with a 15 QBR at Baltimore. Baltimore just absolutely destroyed Detroit in that football game. So with that wow. on the season, Declan has three wins, three weekly wins, three in a mm-hmm. row. Mm-hmm. I have two. Judd has two. But the season QBR standings are very tight here. I have a narrow lead at 44.8 over Declan's 45.5 to Judd's 47.8. So only three points separating all three of us in the quarterback cesspool challenge. So uh, the draft order this week is the same as it was last week. Judd is picking first. I am picking second. And Declan is picking third. Again, we're looking to identify the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. All right, I am going to go with a game in Pittsburgh between the Steelers and the Jaguars. And no, I'm not going to go with Trevor Lawrence. I am going to go with Kenny Pickett. So I'm going to bank on him. See, this this is the weird thing, too, though. The rise and fall, right? Like the weekly rise and fall of guys. Like Jared Goff is a prime example of of a guy who, like, if you had gotten it right, it's a huge win. Yeah. And and so that's what I thought uh, mistakenly, of course, because Kirk was outstanding with Kirk. But so, yeah, I'm going to go Kenny Pickett this time. Yeah, I thought your bold strategy of picking elite quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins, was going to come back and bite you at some point. So Trevor well, Lawrence would have been a bold play there. But. And you've been defending him for quite some time. So I have every day on the show. <laughs> um, OK, part of me wants to take Jordan Love against Brian Flores's defense. Has anyone taken Jordan Love yet? Dex, is, is Jordan I Love available? I don't believe so. I have not taken him, no. Nope, I have not. <sighs> Here's the two quarterbacks I'm kicking around, and I can say this because Declan's already taken Sam Howell. So it's Sam Howell against that Eagles defensive front, or it's Jordan Love against that Brian Flores defense. But again, I worry about the short week, maybe a little sluggishness. I could see the Packers scheming something up, you know, the first 15 plays or something kind of padding his QBR and stats. So Sam Howell is on pace to shatter the single season sack record, like by a quarterback taking sacks. He's on pace to take 97 sacks. I'm sure that's going over well in Washington. <laughs> yeah. And he's facing that Eagles defensive front. So I'm going to go my, my first gut instinct looking at the schedule with Sam Howell. I'm going to stick with Sam Howell against the Eagles. Okay. All right. So here's the thing. Here's a guy. Uh, I was going to take a very good quarterback, so I haven't taken any good quarterbacks yet. But there's some still really interesting QBs on the board. And I saw this morning that the Titans are planning to start Will Levis. They're yeah. planning to start Will Levis. Now, that's not a guarantee. Tannehill's most likely out, and I think Malik Willis and Levis will like share, 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 uh, uh, share roles as well. Instead, though, I'm going to go 
with Tyson Badgett. Wow. Another bite I'm going to use the, it. Bite of the Badgett okay. here. Um, okay. They're in L.A., the uh, the Bears are. So I'm going to – yeah, they're in L.A. So I'm, I'm going to use another bad QB, Tyson Badgett. I, I love my Division two quarterbacks, Division two guy myself. Uh, not an athlete, but I'm going to take Just, Tyson Badgett. Yeah. <laughs> You got drunk at a Division two school six nights a week. No, Tyson. no, no. I, I, I called like 90% of St. Cloud State football games, believe it or not. So I was, was I hung over a few times? Probably. <laughs> but I was not drunk for them. No. Were you and drunk they... six nights a week? No, not six nights a week. The, the, the big nights in St. Cloud, and I was just talking to a friend about this. Were Tuesdays, always... Wednesdays. <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Sunday. Monday no. night football. Um, Really, Thursdays were easily the craziest nights. I, in my five plus years, my super senior year at St. Cloud State, uh, I only had Friday classes in my five years at St. Cloud, like two semesters of of the five years yeah. I was there. That's the Did way. That's the genius. I didn't realize that until I was like in my third year in college, which probably says a lot about me. That oh, mm-hmm. you can just kind of schedule however you want, you dumbass. Yeah. You don't have to have Friday classes it's not, at three o'clock. It's not o'clock. like high school. Now, typically, uh, I, I, I didn't realize that. Homeroom at eight a.m. You better be there. Most <laughs> most of the mass communication classes, which is what I majored in at Saint Cloud, were also night classes. Which I never mind. Like people always hated night classes. I was good with them. It was once a week, and then you were done. Like it, it was never the three days a week or twice a week. Like I never had a problem with night classes. So uh, yeah, I did everything in my power not to do anything on Fridays. I would rather have a night class than a Friday class, but yeah. I would also just rather not have night class. But, but uh, the Division Two connection, Declan, a, a legendary Division Two broadcaster, and Tyson Badgent, <laughs> a soon-to-be legendary Division Two quarterback. So that's the quarterback cesspool challenge. Football. I have a Vikings question for you guys, but a shout-out to our friends over at Nutrisource. Uh, Maya Mackey eats the same thing every single day. And this on the YouTube channel is how excited she is. I mean, she's had, what's the math? We've had her for like two years. Nutrisource for the majority of that time. I mean, she's literally had like 2,000 scoops of Nutrisource. And she's still that excited to eat the same thing. That says something about Nutrisource, folks. And Stella, she loves the treats. So she, she goes outside, comes in, and she wants the training rewards treats immediately. And she likes to mix it up a bit so with the food she gets the dry food and i mix it with some of their wet food and she absolutely loves it she's like i want a little variety and you know who the sucker is the sucker is me because i'm getting her more i like a play by you yeah a little little Mm -hmm. dual quarterback play there the wet food the dry food you gotta mix it up though you gotta mix it up good which i'm not great at sometimes yeah i I woke up this morning uh, um Vinny's mom had a work call early in the morning, so he goes downstairs with her because he's a mama's boy. But then when I was getting up, all of a sudden I come upstairs, and here's this big dog with a goofy toy in his mouth. And he said, hey, mom didn't feed me yet. Let's get some food here. Come on, get it together, guy. And my friends at Nutrisource make that happen. Maya knows that the word food, like she responds to the word food now. So you say, food, you want some food? And she's like, Nutrisource, oh, my God. com to find a Nutrisource retailer somewhere near you. Okay, it's Wednesday here. It's been not quite 48 hours. Call it like, you know, 37 hours or something since the Vikings beat the Niners. Now that you guys have had two days to soak all this in, you're looking at the NFC landscape. Are you guys like, is is moving full steam ahead still the right play? Or does a part of you still kind of feel like they should trade to Neil Hunter? I want full honesty here. Oh, I like it. Um, so first of all, I am I am stuck in um, 
sort of the middle here because I do very much want to see what happens on Sunday, uh, which in my opinion is, is a game. And I know it's a rivalry game. I know it's a tough game and I know it's in Green Bay, but it's a game that if you're serious about turning this thing around, like you took a really nice step against uh, San Fran, you win this game as well. So I can't give you an answer yet until I see that game because that gives me two days then before the trade deadline. But um, I think what emboldened me the most, you guys, wasn't just the San Francisco win. It was the it was watching and listening to the rest of the conference on Sunday, and just I lo- so like if the goal is to make the playoffs, playoffs, I think well. it's extremely doable because the bottom of that wild card picture is wide open. Mm-hmm. So. Am I all in in the fact that they in the fact that they will make the playoffs and definitely can? Absolutely. Cuz you tell me, who's going to be the 6th seed? Who's going to be the 7th seed? Like it could easily be the Vikings. So, um I guess I would I would like to see the Green Bay game to get a little bit more direction, but right now to answer your question, yes, I would be all in if you want to make the playoffs, which we've all I think we all agree that's the Wolf's goal. Yeah. Dax, what are you? I think just given the how weak the NFC is that if you win on Sunday, then you're in. Like you you are one hundred percent in on being a legit force in the NFC. And you're two games back at Detroit. And I don't like to get too like into if ands and buts, but my God, if you beat Tampa Bay in week one you are right there. Like oh. th- 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 this this yeah. looks yeah. so much different. Be you dropped an easy not an easy, but a gimme game in week one against Tampa Bay. Cause if not, like I feel a lot better about this team being one game back of Detroit as of now, if you know, they ended up being Tampa Bay to start the season and they had the same record that they do. But I, I think that they still can push ahead here, but they do have to take care of business against green Bay. It's going to be tough, uh, but they have to take care of business. I think them winning that game against the Niners probably starts hitting uh, the red button, if you will, on any calls about Daniel Hunter or anyone else. Yeah. And I think like, cause the trade deadline is, is Tuesday, right, of next week. So right. you every team gets to survey the landscape here. And so if you do slip up and now you're three and five, it does open up. You, you got to follow it up here with a win to make yourselves feel really good about your chances moving forward. I mean, right now, though, the Vikings are the eighth seed in the NFC. They're, they're also tied with like four other teams, three other teams for the eighth seed. But the teams ahead of them, Tampa, which... I worry that that conference record is going to be a problem because of that mm-hmm. loss in part, but just keep plowing ahead. You got a bunch of conference games on your schedule and Seattle and Atlanta are also ahead of you on this list. Now, one of those teams from the NFC South is going to be the four seed or whatever seed they wind up being. So there's going to be an NFC South team in the playoffs. But for me, it's never been about like the Vikings being garbage. I mean, I've been kind of fighting you guys, especially Judd on this, using my like net yards per play argument a few weeks ago saying that this is actually a really good, oddly enough, one and four team. It's a really good, were they 0-3? I'm trying to think back, like 0-2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that they weren't they weren't the same thing as some of these other garbage teams that you're seeing, the Panthers, even though they played the Panthers close. I needed to see an actual win against a really good team, though, and then the record getting back on track. So I think there's a difference between sneaking into the playoffs or getting into the playoffs the way the Vikings did last year by just like, playing close shave games, getting smoked by the best teams in the NFL and getting into the playoffs by beating teams like the 49ers. And maybe you can go you know, beat the Lions or the Bengals later this season. So I'm interested in a playoff run. I'm not interested in nine wins getting in as the finish line. So 
you know, the problem is you have to make some big decisions in the next like five days. So if, but if you beat green Bay, however you beat them, I don't care how it looks. If you beat green Bay and now you're back to four and four, no one's getting maybe Ezra Cleveland or something. Cause you got Dalton riser, but like Daniel Hunter's yeah. going absolutely nowhere at that point. Your issue now though, is because of, of your mistake laden play in the first, what, five games or so. You've left yourself in, in a league that is full of error, like week to week. You've left yourself almost no wiggle room for error. And that's that's the thing. Like, we, we could talk about, man, they're going to go on a run here. And, yeah, that'd be awesome. That, But the league basically says that the majority of teams don't. And so, like, that's the that to go back to those first three games. You know, you beat Tampa. Now it changes the entire picture, the entire outlook. And so that's where I come back to, can you tighten it up, as Aaron Boone once said? Can you tighten it up for the rest of the season? And can you essentially repeat what you did against San Francisco over and over and over? Hey, one more quick thing, because I know we got to get to our other write that down session here. And then we're going to record a trenches with Boone. So we got a bunch of stuff for you guys Mm -hmm. today. I think Declan, one of you guys sent on our text thread, the Colin Cowherd clip from yesterday. Yeah, where his take after the Vikings beat the Niners wasn't, oh, the Vikings are back. Here we go. It's time to make a run. Here we go. Onward and forward. Nine and four, right? It was, this is the perfect time to trade Kirk Cousins. His value will never be higher. It's a hot take. Just fastball hot take. What did you, I mean, obviously, yeah, he's delivering a hot take for entertainment purposes. He is also right in that it is the highest his value would probably be during this period. Right. But I just don't know how you can win that. Ga- Imagine if you're the front office and the ownership, you win that game and then you come down the steps the next day and say, Hey, Kirk, <laughs> we need to meet Kevin. We need to meet. We got the jets on the line. We got the Falcons on the line. We got the Browns yeah. on the line. Yeah. The Browns. Will Kirk you would, wave your no trade club? Can you, yeah, I was going to say Kirk would solve your problem. <laughs> no, <laughs> Kirk will solve your problem. The Hunter one is the most intriguing one because you could do that. Yeah. I don't think you will. I don't think that they will. But Kirk will say, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good right here. Yeah. See you in March. So the Vikings can end all of these discussions by just following up their biggest win since Kevin O'Connell took over as coach with a win against the Packers, an inferior Packers team uh, on Sunday. So thank you guys for hanging out with us here on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And it's kind of back on now after they beat the 49ers. We'll hit you with a trenches episode tomorrow. We got state of the offense. So uh, stick around here. Click the subscribe button and the like button on the YouTube channel. And we'll see you later.